Welcome to Better Worlds, a podcast exploring geek culture across mediums. I'm Dustin. I'm Matthew. And I'm Trevor. It's time for our Fun Finland Fact of the Week. Today's Fun Finland Fact is not really a fact, it's a word. And that word is sisu. Have either of you heard of the word sisu? I have not. I don't think I have. Okay. I am kind of ashamed that I didn't mention this last week, but Sisu is kind of the national, um, I don't know, it's their mm, motto. It's their cultural identity. Wikipedia describes Sisu as um, stoic determination, grit, bravery, resilience, and hardiness. And um, it's just kind of, like I said before, the national motto of Finland. It doesn't really have a direct English translation. Um, but yeah, they'll often say Sisu. And that's all I have to say about that. How's it spelled? S-I-S-U. Is it okay if I have non-Finland follow-up? Um, do you have any fun Finland follow-up first? I have non-Finland follow-up. So what, like Sweden, Norway, just... Like... Sure, Trevor. Denmark, Trevor? <laughs> you guys are insufferable. Are, are we allowed to follow up on our main topic? What's your Finland-free follow-up? Finland-free follow-up. Um, uh, last week, we talked about ratings in between our Finland segments. Um, we talked about the fact that Netflix was moving from star-based ratings to thumbs up, thumbs down. And in the couple of days before the episode was published, they actually rolled the feature out to everybody. They'd been doing kind of a limited test, but now everybody has it. And so I just wanted to say a couple of things about how it actually works. Have you guys seen it yet? I got an email from Netflix telling me that it was a thing. Matthew? It has rolled out into Xbox and is terrible. Okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they send emails and they also kind of throw alerts to tell people what's going on. Um, and they frame it much like I had said last week where it kind of becomes a question of, am I glad I watched this or not? They They encourage people to just think of it as, do I want to see recommendations for more stuff like this or not? Um, so the other thing is I was speculating about what would happen to three star ratings. And the answer is nothing happens to any star ratings. Uh, they did not translate them into thumb ratings. They basically just don't show any thumb ratings. They, they keep the star ratings on file and use those for your recommendations. But when you first log into your be thumbed interface it just looks like nothing's rated at all so um i guess that's one way to take care of the three star question is to just completely sweep it under the rug yeah and they said they used it to make calculations based on previous star ratings and using that to give you the recommendation percentage it's a lie they did not consider <laughs> that at all and there were plenty of things that were that I would actually like based on my taste that it's like you will give, there's a 60% chance you'll like this. And then there's just terrible stuff. I know I have no interest in. They're like 99%, 99% (laughs) solid. That's the other thing. I don't think they show any percentages below 60%, which is a disappointment because I really want to go to something that I know I'm going to despise and see like 2%. But Unfortunately, they don't allow that particular form of joy in their interface. (laughs) I've already had my first rating conundrum just in the announcement email, because at the bottom it asked me to rate some things that I had watched recently. And two of the three things shown, I thought I could give a rating to a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But then the third, I was like, ah, I don't know what to give this. So... It's not really fixed any problems for me. In the Apple TV interface, when you give something a thumbs down, it actually kind of grays it out. It turns black and white. So it 
kind of fades away. It doesn't literally fade away, but it turns it black and white. And then I think when you come back, it, you basically just don't see it anymore, which will be great for stuff like, um, Matthew mentioned family guy last week. If there's stuff you just really don't even want to see anymore, hopefully they will be a little more aggressive about cutting that stuff out of your interface. Now, speaking of aggressive, I wish they would do like some kind of explodey graphic or something. That'd be nice. Yeah. They, on the if you look at Netflix on a web browser, it does that same thing, Trevor. Okay. Yeah, I tried using it in my browser shortly before we started recording, and it was a good deal more difficult to use than it was on the Apple TV because there's like no white space, and I was like not sure like where I could click without accidentally playing a movie. Um. Anyway, I think that about covers that. Do you care to continue with the rest of your follow up? Okay. Yeah. Um, I also talked about emoji news and the fact that there were two new emoji coming to dinosaurs. Woo. Um, and I complained about the animation style on them, but then when I was building the show notes, I realized that the artwork used for the announcement has nothing to do with how they're actually going to display in operating systems. In the past, when I've seen announcements about new emoji, it's usually like this emoji is coming into iOS in the next update. And there'll be a picture of what it looks like in the developer beta. This was a more preliminary announcement from the people who make the emoji spec. And so the artwork that was included was supposed to be in the Apple style, they said, but it was not actually artwork made by anybody who is actually going to be putting this in their operating system. This was just sort of a, just something that was made for the announcement. So there's a good chance it'll look way better when it's actually implemented. What are the chances that they add a Triceratops? Uh, <laughs> for this version, they are non-existent. <gasps> but you mean in the future? Well, no, I was talking about for this version, but in oh, the future, no. I would say the future looks bright. Yes, the future looks bright, but um, as far as the announcement for what's included in this upcoming version, uh, everything's already set, including the inclusion of, let's see what it's actually called. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Okay, one new emoji that is also being included that I didn't realize was relevant to the show at the point where we were talking about it is person in steamy room. This is a person surrounded by steam and holding a ladle for pouring water on hot stones. How does that relate to our show? Uh, well, this person is in fact in a sauna <laughs> and they're probably Finnish. Probably. Um, my final piece of follow-up is an apology to the good people of Finland. Um, I said, some hurtful things. Last Are week. we back in our fun Finland follow-up? I'm just following up. <laughs> this is just what follow-up is now. Um, <laughs> I, I said some hurtful things. I was trying to end the conversation because I thought that I could move us on from this topic. And I said that Finland had no economy and no education system. But what I'm really sorry for is saying that Nokia was basically dead because um, Nokia is actually alive and well. I, I was speaking rationally, trying to end the conversation. Um, I was referring to the fact that Nokia doesn't really do much with consumer cell phones anymore, but they are doing a lot in the area of telecommunications infrastructure. Trevor, are you suggesting that we got a lot of uh, feedback from furious fins regarding that comment? Oh, there were thousands of emails. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> oh, if only. We're just trying to grow a, a listener base. Matthew, do you have anything to share or no? I do not. All right. Well, I have one other thing, an announcement. Uh, for those of you who like to play tabletop games... There is a thing called Tabletop Day that I don't know how official it is. It's just something that I've done with some friends. 
Um, you invite people over to your house and play tabletop games and post pictures of the games or lists of the games that you play. I don't know. It's just a, a thing that I've done with friends. That is on April 29th. So if you're interested, play board games. How is this different from any other night? Um, <laughs> <laughs> as as much as it saddens me to say this, I don't actually get to play tabletop games every night. I envy you, Trevor. <laughs> okay, there may have been implications I did not intend in my statement. <laughs> um, you know how they have National Ice Cream Day or National Talk Like a Pirate Day. I think this is just National Play Tabletop Games with Your Friends Day. Okay. It's not called that. It's called Tabletop Day. But I that's the sense I get from this. Okay, so it's it's a little extra leverage, I guess. Yeah. It's a good cause. Yes. Well, we are here to discuss something uh, that I enjoy quite a bit. And that is Free Comic Book Day. Raise your hand if you know what Free Comic Book Day is. Way to go. Free Comic Book Day is on the first Saturday of May, and it is a time that you can go to a comic book store and get free comic books. That's right. Free. No strings attached. Well, kind of small small strings. So back in the early 2000s, the comic book retailers in the United States were trying to think of ways to expand comic books, the just people's familiarity with them. And then, you know, there's a thought that the medium, especially with ongoing series, can be hard for people to get into. So uh, comic book, both retailers and publishers are trying to come up with ways to make it easier for people to just have a jumping on point to find something they like, like a no risk, like speed dating version of comic books. And uh, that's kind of what came that's kind of where free comic book day came from. It was just saying like, Hey, we can set it up so that these uh, comics are free to people and that will just give them something they can latch onto, look into with that's a very non-committal way without having to jump into like star Lord 187 or something and just hope you can sink or you can swim without sinking. And it was such a hit that they have, continued to do that i want to say the first year was 2002 but i could be wrong on that um i feel like it came out to prom it was the first one was promoted with the first spider-man movie which would have been 2002 i believe yeah hmm. um so they've just continued to grow and become more popular with time as they've gone on um and contrary to what you may think the publishers don't actually just give free comics to comic book stores the comic book stores pay a small amount i want to say it's it boils down to like 15 or 30 cents or something like that per free comic but you know when you're getting hundreds of those that still stacks up um but then the comic book stores are hoping that people go in see that buy other comics you know that kind of thing hence the small strings attached it's a string of hope for them, but right. Well, I was going to talk more about that, but it's just more of a, a courtesy since they are, they do have to purchase the free comic books for you. Um, that it's kind of expected that you will buy a comic book or some item from the store when you visit kind of like, it's expected that you give a tip for a lot of things that you wouldn't realize you're supposed to give a tip for it's also become one of the most family friendly events you'll see it and not that comic stores are unfamily friendly but just the you don't typically see like really young kids in comic book stores and this just creates an opportunity where like it's welcoming more so as a social environment so it appeals to a wider swath especially since a lot of uh, free comic book day comics are covering the entire age range of 
from appealing to very young children all the way up to appealing strictly to adults. I've taken my kids to free comic book day. Um, I guess for the past two years now. Um, and last year they were able to pick out some comics that they liked or that they wanted. And there was quite a variety of kid friendly, uh, titles. Uh, my experience has been that it's very family friendly because the store that I like to buy my comics from, uh, they have tables of coloring pages that the kids can color and create their own superheroes. And then last year there was a line that snaked all around the building. And I thought, Oh no, this is going to be horrible because my kids are young and we're at the very end of the line. But it was really enjoyable because there were the the store had called up different people that I guess were their regulars, and uh, those people had dressed up in cosplay um, costumes and were taking pictures with the kids and going around talking with people. It it was just really fun. Uh, so a good family activity. Sometimes in the news you hear about comic fans uh, being demeaning toward women or kind of the shady underbelly of comics, I guess. Uh, But my experience with free comic book day has just been the welcoming community and, um, you know, the family orient, uh, family friendly, uh, I don't know, just the good, good parts of comic book fandom. On the Free Comic Book Day website, one is able to peruse the list of titles that will be offered this year. And I think I read somewhere that this is the most they've offered ever, or at least in recent times. It feels like way more than I've seen listed before. Yeah. I was surprised when I was scrolling for days. I feel like it's comparable to some other years, but that could just be a perception. It's more than last year. I've probably not paid as much attention as either of you have. I think I've largely just listened to recommendations from you two in the past. You get to do that again this year. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about we talk about some of the titles we plan on picking up? Or are there some questions that I have forgotten to address? Um. I have a question for both of you, which is, do you have any tips on choosing a store to go to for this? I just go to the one that's closest to me and I've purchased from them before. It's, uh, it's a store that I like. So in a major Metro area, you typically have a choice between, uh, comic shops tend to run one of two varieties. They're, are ones that are bigger chains that uh, in the metro area I'm in, there is one that is like half comic shop, but also half tabletop board game shop. Um, And those tend to have a more uh, uniform experience and they try to make their events a little bigger. So if that's your uh, jam, that would be what you would want to go towards. But if you want something that's kind of a, smaller but more intimate feel then you would go with like an independent comic shop that's just that one and done location it really everyone should have the big free comic titles so the availability probably isn't a concern there unless you know you get there really late and they're out of stuff but again with the big popular ones they're likely to have the most of those i'm pretty sure i made the worst possible choice last year in terms of which store to go to um i was concerned about availability maybe more than i needed to be and i was also having a hard time finding a store real close to me that was open at the hour that i needed to go and so i ended up going pretty late in the day, like late in the evening to a slackers in a mall. Oh, and I would absolutely not recommend doing that because, um, 
Well, I went because I knew that they had no limit on how many you could take. And there were like five different ones that I wanted. Um, and I knew that they had all of those available. But then when I got there, it's like, it wasn't that much of an event like you guys are describing. Um, and I mean, that might've just been because of how late it was, but I wanted to buy a comic book to do the whole being supportive thing as well. And I had several titles in mind and I couldn't find any of them because their selection of comics is just not that wide. Cause it's a real small store with a bunch of other stuff in it. And I spent, I'm pretty sure over an hour looking for something, just racking my mind trying to think of anything I wouldn't mind owning that like <laughs> not stuff I necessarily even wanted to own, but just like stuff I'd be willing to buy. And I ended up walking out without anything anyway. I mean, I, I took my free comics, but I, I literally couldn't find anything to buy. So don't go to Slackers for this. If it makes you feel better, I don't think their business model is dependent upon um, doing well on that day. <laughs> no. And the fact that it wasn't like a small independent store or primarily a comic book store made me feel not quite as guilty about doing that. I think I was also trying to get to a movie and there was a movie theater in that mall or something. I, anyway, I seem to remember you mentioning that. Trevor, do you have any, uh, want any titles you would like to walk through that you are looking at potentially getting on free comic book day? Um, I have one quick question first, which is the things that appear in these free comic books, do they later appear in, the regular runs or are these kind of like the only chance to get these? That's a good question. It depends. And that, the yes, <laughs> that was going to be my answer. Okay. Uh, last year I found an article on NPR on the NPR website that gave a really thorough discussion of free comic book day and reviewed all of the titles and they would mark whether it was going to be a, a tie in or the first of a series or what have you. Um, so you might, the listener might look for a similar free comic book day guide that would explain how these comics are going to be relating to future titles. So yeah, for instance, the one of the ones I'm going to mention, well, I, I can, oh. I can go first since I am like the least qualified. <laughs> Is that okay? Just so that yeah. like you guys don't take everything. Okay. Um, I'm kind of the worst kind of comic book fan because I have never really been super into comics and most of my interest in superhero stuff comes from the movies first. Um, so when I'm looking at these lists, I kind of skim through and look for any Firefly stuff or star Wars stuff or Marvel stuff that is specific to what I'm interested in. I don't see any firefly stuff this year. No, there isn't. Um, I don't see any star Wars stuff either. No, there isn't. Um, it's worth mentioning that firefly stuff sometimes gets bundled in with dark horse stuff. And there's okay. like three or four stories crammed into one thing that might not be showing up in the solicits we have. Yeah, there is a dark horse something where'd it go avatar um uh, no <laughs> well that is dark horse uh there's another dark horse thing okay there is a dark horse thing that has something related to buffy in it i'm not seeing a lot of stuff that interests me here so i'll probably grab the buffy one since that is um within my usual interests and for the listener that's not as familiar with comics, Dark Horse is a comic company, a comic publisher. Right. And a lot of the Buffy comics are kind of the continuation of the show. Like they called it like season eight and season nine. This looks like it's something else um, because it looks like it's set while she's still in high school. And it looks like it is possibly meant for a younger audience because it says all ages. So it's probably not quite as intense or 
whatever is some of the more recent Buffy stuff. But um, anyway, I'll probably grab the Buffy one. And I also see Guardians of the Galaxy thing. And like I said, I kind of base my comic stuff on movies because I'm a terrible comic fan. So I'll probably grab the Guardians of the Galaxy one. I don't know why that makes you a terrible comic fan. I just, it's a thing people complain about, I guess. Oh, because you don't like it the right way. Like, oh, you're not a real comic fan. You just, you just like the movies and whatever. And like, you know, the typical horrible gatekeeping thing that we haven't really talked about in depth. Yeah. But loathe. Yeah. (laughs) So when I, when I say I'm a horrible comic fan, I'm somewhat tongue in cheek. Um, the tongue in cheek. I'm kind of mocking the idea that there is better or worse fandom, I guess. So just those two. I, like I said, I'm not seeing a lot because I'm not seeing Firefly or <laughs> um, Star Wars stuff. Uh, and I'm not really seeing a ton of stuff related to the Marvel characters that I'm familiar with. You could get Bongo, which is a Simpsons free for all. So, okay, the if I had to pick a third, I would, um, before hearing your guys' advice, my third choice would be um, underdog. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I might need your help here, guys. Tell me what you're looking at. Okay. Matthew, you next. Um, the first one I would mention that is, uh, well, I kind of want to talk about that Marvel has one that on the front has secret says secret empire. It has captain America. Who's very clearly the cover model here is Chris Evans. Um, secret empire is an event they're launching that is going to be all about how captain America is secretly a Hydra person, which has been an open secret for a while, but now he's like making big moves, I guess, to take over and everything. Um, so, if you see that and you just see Chris Evans on the front and you think like, I could get into this, just be warned that that portion of it is essentially going to be like an issue. I'm not sure if it's an issue zero or if they're just taking like the first part of that issue in that series and publishing it in there. Cause they've kind of done both of those with past summer events for the past couple of years. Um, and that part is uh, Marvel's not getting a lot of great press because of their like, they continue to just do tons of events and don't give any recovery time on like series don't even have a chance to be their own thing before they have to like start tying into another event. So right now Marvel's not highly regarded because of the fact they keep doing that. So I would, that would just be a word of warning if you look into that and I'm interested in this, not so much for that portion of it, but at the bottom it mentions, um, having a part of Spider-Man that's going to be written by a different author who's going to author, creator, artist, whatever you want to say. That's going to be the someone who's going to be doing an ongoing with Spider-Man who is an artist or who is an artist that is known for his uh, like comic sense, quippiness, who's conceptually seems like he's a perfect fit for Spider-Man. So I'm kind of more interested in seeing how that plays out in this free comic book. Um, and that shouldn't, I guess, be tied into any of the eventedness of it. But yeah, that's another thing too with free comics is you'll often find, uh, they stick two or three stories into one issue, just because they're trying to give you a sampler platter of everything. And so, um, that's my main big publisher one I was interested in. I don't know how I didn't notice that one. Cause I, I just said that like, I didn't see any of the characters I was real familiar with, but Captain America is right there in one of the covers. I mean, he's not, if you, he's not the Captain America, you know, and love if that helps. Also, I didn't zoom in very close to these covers anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's literally been like replaced with a, yeah, anyway, not replaced. His history was altered. Yeah. If I had noticed him there, I would have been a little bit put off by the secret empire thing because I'm probably not going to read much of the event. I don't think that <laughs> the prevailing sentiment is that a lot of people probably won't. Yeah. And Marvel's actually come out, beca- again, because of the perception of 
continual eventedness and said, like, after this one's done, they're actually taking a year and a half break before they even think about doing anything else, which I think people are happy about. Um, But in theory, they're taking a year and a half. I guess they could always change their mind. But then normally with Free Comic Book Day, I try to look through and say, like, pick up something that I would never that I ever knew existed or that I thought, like, at least looked interesting to read a free comic of. And so there was one further down the list that the artwork wasn't doing it for me, but the um, premise was just like action heroine in Victorian times called Lady Mechanica that I thought, okay, I will at least pick that up and thumb through it. And as long as it isn't like egregiously over-sexualized, I will maybe get that one. But I thought that like, Victorian action stuff with a steampunk feel is always a fun jaunt. Sorry, which one did you say that was? Lady Mechanica. That was a title that was on the NPR article that I talked about earlier. And I think it said that it was kind of more eye candy in steampunk gear. Well, I dislike that more now. Maybe I will not get that one then. Well, I mean, it's worth thumbing through it, I guess. Yeah. And I might be remembering incorrectly. That was it. I didn't really have anything else I was that I thought looked uh, that jumped out at me. So what looks good to you, Dustin? Well, my first reaction when I opened this page uh, last week was OMTNG. Um, there is a Star Trek The Next Generation comic uh, from, I think, I... Hmm. What's the IDW IDW. Yeah. So I had read a doctor who star Trek, the next generation crossover from IDW several years back. And I really enjoyed it. And since then I've looked for more star Trek, the next generation comics from them and haven't found them. So then whenever this popped up, I got really excited about that though. It seems to be a mirror universe version uh so you know different uh different takes on the characters that we love at least that i love obviously evil because picard has a goatee it's set in star trek's darkest timeline yes the mirror universe i think that's partially where the joke comes from the darkest possible timeline thing because the mirror universe tends to become a darkest possible timeline thing and everybody has goatees correct Everybody has, yeah, a lot of people have evil goatees. Okay. I thought it was just a reference Even the to women. the... <laughs> I thought it was just a reference to the general trope. I didn't realize it was that closely connected to a Star Trek thing. I think the general trope comes from the original Star Trek series. There was not a Star Trek The Next Generation mirror universe. Well, hmm. There were some alternate timelines, but they weren't mirror universe. They do it in Deep Space Nine. A bunch. They do. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that point yet. But Netflix is now telling me I am a 98% match with both the original series and Next Generation. <laughs> so I guess I have to watch them now. Yes. Yes, you do. Netflix is never wrong on Star Trek. <laughs> um, the next title, as I was scrolling down, was Wonder Woman. I'm definitely picking that up because I like her a lot. And then after that, uh, so I guess I should preface this. The comic book store that I go to tends to allow customers to pick up more copies than those that Trevor or Matthew have visited. So I usually look for five or six comics that I would be interested in picking up. And I would say my experience is typically that a store will say three. Some of the stingier ones say two. Oh, and brief aside on your Wonder Woman excitement, this is branded as part of DC's effort called Rebirth, which has been very positively received and people seem to really be liking. So if you are into DC things, this is probably a perfect thing to jump into. And I've heard good things specifically about the Wonder Woman Rebirth title. So next up. Oh, oh go ahead. Oh, wait, no. Can I throw in one thing about that? Sure. Um, this is written by Greg Rucka. I didn't. I just clicked on and looked at it. He is a very solid writer. Like, he can make me care about characters I don't care about. 
So what we need him to do is write a Flash comic, and then Trevor might actually like the Flash. I, If anyone could probably do that, it would probably be Greg Rucka, but I don't know if he would <laughs> do the Flash. I planned on getting Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles copy down the list. I'm a big TMNT fan. And also, my kids like the Ninja Turtles quite a bit now, so it's fun to get that and see them excited to look through it. And then after that, I wasn't really sure what I would make my fifth. Uh, Matthew, what can you tell me about Captain Canuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have never actually delved into what Captain Canuck is. I've just seen that and laughed because obviously it seems like there's a tongue-in-cheek um jokiness to it yeah isn't canuck kind of a derogatory term for someone from canada so that'd be like lieutenant limey or yeoman yankee a little bit it's written by huh it's written by jay barichell who's an actor not a comic book writer steer clear (laughs) (laughs) um some so I have a list of maybes. Uh, one is right next to Captain Canuck, Catalyst Prime. It seemed interesting because there are astronauts. <laughs> and it's a one-shot, so there wouldn't be any background information that I would be missing, I guess. Which, in general, free comic book day comics are not, are made to be more accessible to people as Matthew was pointing out earlier. Another one that looked somewhat intriguing was the one with the title Hostage, but it's a double uh, issue from two French comics. And they seem to be uh, based more in reality, like they are uh, almost autobiographical autobiographical at least the poppies of iraq part is um so the art in that looks very simplified and the real life aspect of it makes it intriguing to me uh i think there was one more let me look real quick there's a doctor who won in the gold level and i'm not really into doctor who that much anymore Matt Smith kind of killed Doctor Who for me. Did he, either of you guys watch that? No. Okay. I wouldn't insult Matt Smith with a tin foot pole because I know it's good for me. Oh. But he might be my least favorite of the modern doctors. Oh, he's definitely my least favorite. <laughs> and by might, I mean, please don't hurt me. Anybody who's listening to this. <laughs> All of you listeners out there who like Matt Smith, I don't. Mm, come at me. So, <laughs> please don't come at me. The best doctor is Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about giving some joke titles. I was going to include Dragon Ball Z. And I would have included Underdog, but Trevor listed that as a serious option. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I liked Underdog when I was little. And if I'm going to base all of my comic consumption on things that I watched and enjoyed actually all three of the ones that i picked are more geared towards just like kind of light fun stuff it looks like yeah i i didn't look too close at the guardian of the galaxy ones that's an assumption but the buffy one does look like it's more of a fun take on it i'm going purely on the art style though (laughs) and the fact that it's buffy still in high school there's a i was gonna say there's one that is that i just clicked on and looked at that's called i i hate image image is another comic book label that basically is a different uh philosophy of label where uh art or artists creators make their own thing and when they make it the label doesn't own it they continue to own it so whatever property they put out they own all the rights to the characters and everything. And there isn't a typically a shared universe between um, all of the different image titles. 
this appears to be an image titles typically don't have age restrictions so they tend to be very violent and or sexy very quickly um and this appears to be all like characters from the most popular image comics all thrown together but drawn by an artist and writer who typically does like kiddish comics for marvel and the art like it's a confusing um <laughs> combination of those two i'm not recommend i'm just kind of reviewing that if someone sees did you read the synopsis um yes but it it's just it's interesting you said image doesn't tend to have any crossover and this looks like it's no no that's why i'm saying it's the, weird because they're crossing over all of the right popular image things yeah trevor uh do you have any ideas for what you would like to purchase whenever you get your free comics um yes kind of uh i can at least explain my methodology i haven't come to a decision yet so first question is, is there anything related to Firefly? And the answer is no, because I recently completed my collection of hardcover Firefly comics. Um, there's another one coming out in August, but that doesn't do me much good right now. Um, and so the next question is Star Wars comics. Um, be honest, I don't often purchase comics. I usually check them out from the library um, because I feel like it could get very expensive very quickly. Um, so my plan was to check my library and see what Star Wars comics they didn't have because in the past they've been missing a lot of the ones I wanted to read. But it looks like they really filled out their collection, so I'm at a bit of a loss. Um, the ones I had been considering getting were... Lando, because I've heard really good things about that and not been able to read it because it wasn't at the library. And um, that, that was kind of the main one I wanted to check out. I picked up Poe Dameron in a bookstore the other day, and it looked kind of weird on a level that I wouldn't necessarily want to own it. And then the other thing is the Darth Vader comics have been really good. So even though I've read those, I would actually be interested in owning them as well. Um, I'm not sure if I want to start buying trade paperbacks or wait for a an all-in-one collection on those. So I haven't really come to a decision, but maybe Lando, maybe something Darth Vader. What about you, Matthew? On what to buy? Yeah, what are you going to buy? Um, at the risk of sounding not in keeping of the holiday, probably nothing, but that's because I have a uh, pull list, which is... For those who don't know the terminology, it's a comic shop. You list titles you want, and they pull one of those issues anytime it comes in and make a stack for you to go in and get. I do that at my local comic shop, so I already patronize them quite frequently and don't feel compelled to get something because they are already getting a lot of my money. Well, maybe not a lot, a decent amount. That's a good reason. I have quite a shopping list. Um but I'm only going to get one, so I have to... In the store, I'm going to look for a couple of things and choose from what I find. My top choice is something from the DC Rebirth uh, line. Preferably, I would like to find an omnibus collection of the, the initial Rebirth titles. But if I can't, then I'll consider my three favorite DC superheroes. Um, if they don't have any of those, then I'm going to look for Thor, Goddess of Thunder, because I'm intrigued by that one. And if that fails me, then Wonder Woman three, uh, Wonder Woman Volume Three Iron, which is from the New Fifty Two uh, run of Wonder Woman. I've enjoyed the first two editions of that, and it's kind of more of a, mm, a little more horror take of Wonder Woman than what you would typically find. So that's interesting. Uh, after that is um, Bla Batman Black and White Volume 2. I've read Volume 1. It's one of my favorite comics. Uh, so I'd like to check out Volume 2 at some point in my life. 
There is also a Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover comic that is intriguing to me. And the last one on my list is Swamp Thing. Again, I'm looking to buy one of these, so I'm just going to kind of peruse through the, the store to see what they have and make a decision when I'm there. I just remembered two more. Go ahead. Um, I might pick up the next Matt Fraction Hawkeye because I only have the first two of those. So I might pick up the third volume. Or I might get the first T'Challa that's written by Tanahasi Coates because I've heard really good things about that. Do you want to explain to the non-comic book aficionado listeners what that is? Oh, uh, T'Challa is Black Panther. Do you know anything about that run, Matthew? Um, I own it. Oh, you own it? <laughs> um, Do you recommend it? It is... I'm trying to think specifically... I, I think for you, I would recommend it. Um, okay. I don't know. It, it's very philosophical, which was maybe not exactly what I was expecting. And there's a lot philosophical and then there's a lot of like uh political rumbling which is kind of what you would expect from uh that author that i think is a very it it's enjoyable but it's not something i would recommend to everyone because it would definitely not suit everyone's interests okay well xenocide is my favorite book in the inderverse so the reservations for people in general sound like they might not be a problem for me in terms of what i like it he has a weird way of blend like he does a good job of balancing out the uh mystical aspects with the political aspects of being like a <laughs> myth like a just the he, i don't know he explores the aspects of the panther the black panther role within society very well while keeping very much like an i uh, focus on the whole body politic and looking not just at the Black Panther, but at like a lot of the people of Wakanda, which I again kind of makes sense for how he would write things. Okay, have you read Between the World and Me? No. Okay, it's a book by him. Oh, the only things I've read by him have been articles. Okay, but that was kind of what made me interested when he was going into doing this. Yeah, it's his most, I think his most recent book. Okay. Um, and it, it is, um, I like it, <laughs> but it, it definitely gave me confidence in him as a writer. So that's why I'm interested in comic book that he's written. He, I heard a bit of an interview when he was going into writing it and um, he was very candid about what he was trying to do, how he had no experience writing comics, but how he was like just some of the design choices he was pursuing and just then saying like, I don't even know if this is right, but it's the, I don't know. I I liked his approach to it. Yeah. And his style had a, a certain poetry to it that made me think he could definitely pull it off. Even if he wasn't familiar with the specific medium. There's definitely a part of the Black Panther, like a, there's a subplot that is very poetic. And I'll leave that at that. I did the same day that I was flipping through the Poe Dameron comic that looked kind of weird. I also flipped through the first T'Challa volume and it looked promising. It also had like a full page image of Black Panther fighting Dr. Doom. And it really looked like he had the upper hand. So that raised a lot of questions for me as relates to our <laughs> um, tournament that we had a couple episodes ago, but I'll have to read the comic to find out more, I guess. I don't think he was ever matched up against Dr. Doom. No, he wasn't, but we kind of assumed that he would be fairly weak when fighting other superheroes and Dr. Doom, we kind of considered to be, nigh on invincible well dr doom von iron man that's true yeah if you had given me that matchup though <laughs> um i'm <laughs> i don't know a conversation for another time <laughs> yeah another time 
Well, are all hearts clear on the topic of free comic book day? See. Si. Yep. In summation, you should definitely go to free comic book day. It's great. It's a fun uh, afternoon activity. Although if you really want to beat the crowds, you should get there probably at like eight o'clock, two hours before the comic book store opens. Um, at least from my experience, that's what I need to do. So, well, thanks for listening. This is better worlds and you can send us your feedback or follow up at betterworlds.net or wait, is it feedback at betterworlds.net is our email address. You can follow us on Twitter at BetterWorldsNet, right? Yes, BetterWorldsNet, <laughs> just like the website. At BetterWorldsNet. Or you can do, uh, Trevor, do they need to email the, our account for our. Yeah, um, we have a Slack group where you can join us in conversation. We don't have it set up yet to sign up for it on your own. So if you want to join that, just shoot us an email at feedback at betterworlds.net and we'll send you an invitation. It's kind of fun. You get real time communication with us. So, because you know, that's what you're dying to have. I'm sure. And the show notes will be at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash nine. And we will kind of have a summary of, the recommendations if you want to remind yourself without having to listen to the whole show while you're standing in the comic book shop as well as links to the comic book listing and some other things that we mentioned throughout the show okay thank you for listening <laughs>